Hello, hello, and welcome to FAMCAST. It's a university collaborative of the five dance clubs. Today, I'm your host, Arian, from MDS, the Monash Dance Society at Monash University Clinton Campus. Would other presidents please introduce themselves? Yeah, um, I'm Zui. I'm, I'm the president of Flare Dance Ensemble from uh, University of Melbourne. Hi, I'm and I'm the president of Swinburne Academy of Street Dance. Hi, I'm Ashley from LMJ Dance at Monash Caulfield. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm from RMIT Funkadelics at RMIT. Awesome. So today we are joined by a very special guest. We're joined by our alumni, so the president of 2019 from each of our clubs. Will you please introduce yourselves, starting with Naomi? Uh, hi, I'm Naomi. I was the president of Monash Dance Society last year when it was Monash Dance Sport. I do a mixture of things. My main style when I was at MDS was ballroom, Latin and New Vogue. However, I dipped quite a bit into things like salsa and swing and jazz. Awesome. Um, Hello, my name is Nezi. I was president of RMIT Fungadas at RMIT for 2019, also 2018. My dance styles, I mainly do freestyle, but I ventured into Cory and I like to do about a bit of dancehall and hip hop. Alright, let's have Alec introduce himself. Uh, what's up guys? My name is Alec, president of MMJ out in Monash Caulfield 2019 and also 2018. In terms of like dance forms, I'm a house dancer and hip hop dancer by trade and yeah, experimenting nowadays but that's mainly what I do. Awesome, awesome. Carolyn? Um, hello, my name is Carolyn. I was president of Academy of Street Dance for later half of 2018 and also 2019. Whacking is my main style of choice, I suppose, but I like to dabble in everything when I can. Cool. Uh, and lastly, Crystal. Hello, I'm Crystal. I was the former president from Flare Dance Ensemble in 2019. And my main genre of dance is ballet, but since I joined Flare, I've been venturing into other different stage styles like lyrical, jazz, contempt, but I still mainly do ballet. Awesome. One of our first questions that we have for all the presidents is we wanted to know what it was like to collab on FAM events when you guys were president. So in 2019, what was the atmosphere like when you guys were making clubs and kind of like what kind of events did you guys do? Well, I mean, last year when MDS joined, I was kind of I was kind of out of it out of it for a lot of the year. I think Ariane, you and Vivian did a lot of the coordinating, but um, I was quite nervous to join FAM personally because I. Like it's and most of you guys do street styles, theatrical styles, and whatnot. And that was very out of my realm. Like I'd done a semester of jazz and a semester of urban, and I wasn't good at it at all. So I was really nervous about the reception that I would be received as. But it was it was very warm and opening, warm and open uh, reception that I received from you guys. So yeah, especially I think I first met you all at the fam workshops, I think, yeah. I was really nervous at the time I remember, but then it was a really eye-opening experience because um, everyone comes from such a different background, like all the club's culture is so different. So collaborating, um, it took me a while to get used to it, but it was definitely a very wholesome and rewarding experience to see everyone. Like, you know, to work everyone, yeah. <laughs> I can't really remember a lot other than it being like 
a really fun experience because it was our first time working together with all of these particular presidents for me. I did remember it being quite a challenge to <laughs> come up with the final idea that we decided to go with. Took weeks of like, took weeks of brainstorming, going back and forth, and yeah, it was a good experience. Can't remember anything else. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> yeah. From what I remember, I think actually, I kind of actually enjoyed working with fan presidents because it was kind of a break. This is going to sound bad, but it was a breakaway from my own committee. Like, not, not that like, okay, oh, okay, I can explain later, but like, I can finally be in like a group of people that could understand my pain. Oh, true, <laughs> true, 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 yeah. true. Yeah. So I mean? relatable. And like, we can just like, just vent, like together. That's mad I, true. I remember there would be episodes where like, one person would vent, and then maybe a couple weeks later, someone else would vent, and then I'm like, I feel you, every one of you. But yeah, it was actually pretty nice. Uh, I think, because uh, we already had done this uh, for me, Nazi, and Carol. We had already done something similar like this the year before because we were heavily involved in camp, which FanFest was the replacement for, but camp was just not sustainable. I don't even know why people did it every year. It made a loss every year. So yeah, like I say, like yeah, I think I think the event itself was pretty good, but I think working, like it sounds so corny, but like working with the other people was like actually like really refreshing and uh, it's actually really fun. Mm. Yeah, now that you talk about it, you guys actually kept me sane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we all kept each other sane. Yeah, we kept each other sane. Because like, yeah. without you guys, I'm probably going to be like, oh my god, what's happening? Oh my god, all this just... Yeah. Oh. Mm. But yeah, it was... Mm. Yeah, good man. Really wholesome because at every event, like we'd all sort of end up gravitating to each other. Yeah. First. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel like this was a good group to work with. Mm. Not that Very the last awesome. year's group wasn't that bad. Like 2018 was still pretty okay, but like yeah, 2018 <laughs> was, was cool. Like camp happened, we managed to get through it, even though yeah. it was a lot of hardship and yeah. you know. But if anything, we definitely learned from that, mm. and we knew what we didn't want to do again or have repeated for when we went into fam in 2019. Yeah, so that was really good, and especially having some members that did go to camp you know, reaching out to myself and Alec, I believe, about like one, oh, I'm a part of this club, Monash Dance Sports. We'd really like to like join in and then come right, through. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was really, you know, encouraging because, you know, somebody else wanted to be a part of what we had going and we were more than welcome to have somebody else come through as well. So I think that was really good and it built us stronger, you know? Mm. Yeah, it was just really rewarding and just learning off each other, seeing how we were as different leaders of different clubs and sort of like what we'd implement and sort of talk also about, you know, oh, we sort of had this happen and sort of, you know, it relates to us as well. And that way we sort of like moved forward from that. So it was definitely a growing experience that I could say. So it was really cool for that. FanFest was fun, you know. I know a lot of people really wanted cam, but, you know, in the end we had to do what would make, do for best for our clubs as well. You know, and the members still got to really interact with each other, which is the main goal of Sam as well. You know, to bring all of our different members together. It was just really wholesome and some of them like still stay in touch, some of them still hang out. You know, even us, we're also quite fairly close, you know, despite COVID. You know, in the end, if ever any of us like needed help with an event or something or just advice, I'm sure like we could come to each other and just, you know, reach out and be like, all right, what's going down, what's happening, you know. Let's get this stuff sorted out and try and make it the best for the club. And I will say, like in 2018, um, a certain club pulled out 
from camp. So we were meant to originally five, yeah. But in 2018, we only had four. So adding actually MDS kind of actually helped out a lot in terms of like pressure financially and kind of like logistically as well. So yeah, shout out DJ, uh, by the way. I'm pretty sure he's the one yeah, that yeah, kind of reached yeah, out to us. Yeah. Big shout out to DJ. Yeah. It was actually just such a weird coincidence of events that ended up happening because we normally have a camp we run with Melbourne Uni Dance Sport Club but that camp I don't remember what happened but it ended up getting cancelled for 2018 which is why DJ ended up coming to the yeah. camp it was fate it was fate. yeah what, what what happened was I think we we used to do this thing where we split responsibility with um joint events with Melbourne and I think planning and money fell through so it didn't end up happening and so we ended up cancelling it that year and brought in some boot camps and like it just it just fell into place that that you guys wanted to do something very similar. I guess next question is what was your favourite part about being friends in 2018? My committee. (laughs) My committee were my children. I loved them. No, no, they they all they all brought something unique to the table. Like we had such a diverse group of dancers and just individuals, and like you know, you always have a few people who don't pull the weight. But most of the people on my committee did a top job and worked really hard for the club and really loved the club. And I appreciate that the most. I feel like I got through the year because of my committee. It's crazy. I think that's the first time I've heard someone say I love my committee. <laughs> <laughs> there are times that I yelled at them, but I still love them. <laughs> I can relate to I can relate with you on that because if it wasn't for my committee this year, I would be going insane because like 2020 is such a crazy year. But I'm grateful that I have a group of committee that is willing to pull through with me, even if I'm a little bit cranky at the time and like I yell at them at the time. But I still love them very much. And when you have people who are willing to pull their weight and put in the work, then everything is easier for everyone. Yeah. So well. <laughs> I can completely relate with the 2019 committee I had as well, because a lot of internal things happen and just like, I'm just drama and not going into it, but the team that pulled through to take over 2019 with me because I initially wasn't planning to be president for that year because it was my final year of uni but they just needed that figurehead to sort of help direct them and I wasn't as hands-on as what I was in 2018 but they really pulled their weight because I was on a different campus as well instead of being in city campus I was studying in Bandura and they really pulled their weight to be there and you know I mainly helped like in terms of fam event you know being that present person there but if I wasn't able to show up a representative would be like okay don't worry like, I'll be there don't worry I'll let you know what's going on you know so the team really pulled through for the club and just like getting new members and just we were in this like awkward phase of like re-establishing our foundations of a club and being under RMIT and just trying new ventures as well like we had our first showcase that we ran with all the other creative clubs at RMIT as well so if it wasn't for their hard work yeah, <laughs> 2019 wouldn't have been as good as what it was, Carol. Just to echo on what Naomi said, I feel like definitely committee was as well. They made that year particularly enjoyable for me and it was also a chance for me to take more of a step back and focus on 
delegating instead of doing and that I think yeah that was important for me to be able to pass it on to the next person for the next year so definitely committee and also just seeing seeing people be rewarded by what we do whether that meant the person was in committee and they made new friends or whether the person was a new member who was taking classes just seeing people grow and fulfill their potential was very fulfilling i'd say for me my most i guess my favorite part about being president actually didn't happen during presidency it happened afterwards like when i had left or technically left i'm still kind of there but uh it's like it, it was a really good chance for me to kind of like reflect on everything that I had done and what I was able to learn about myself and for me I can't really process anything when I'm constantly on the go like MMJ for like two straight years was just like go 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 and not a lot of stopping and actually learning and reflecting and contemplating what had happened so so being able to understand how I lead people and being able to look objectively in the past rather than be biased by like emotions like current emotions at the time um, really helped me to kind of I guess deconstruct a lot of assumptions that I had about being in the role and the people that was around uh, and it was kind of like a good way for me to kind of like just like cleanse myself in a way and also being actually in the role as well uh, I essentially so I entered dance like I entered university just with the intention of like wanting to find a dance club and that was it just I just want to be part of a community but like over time and being in such an authoritative role uh, it helped me to find my passion of doing what I want to do and being in a place like MMJ like being surrounded by a community surrounded by a culture and having like what I feel as my passion to be at the center of my work. That's kind of what really motivated me to find what my passion was and uh, what I want to achieve like from here on. So yeah, that was my favorite part about being in MJ. That's true. I feel like I also just want to add on like being president also taught me a lot of different skills that I never thought I would be able to develop. Like I, I still am, but definitely was way more introverted, but like this, this was definitely a massive challenge and it's also allowed me to develop skills that, that are good for my resume. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say I completely agree. Being president taught me things about leadership that I didn't think would, were things. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, didn't, I didn't really get the, like, the whole part of being president is that you delegate things. Like You don't run the whole show. You, you get everyone else to do the things. And another thing is I didn't realise now as a person of power how many people are going to try and push their opinion on you and make you carry out what they want to do. And yeah, I I didn't think that that was something that you'd encounter as a leader. And it's, yeah, really interesting. Um, For Um, me, like... I totally relate a hundred two thousand percent with everything that you guys have said. Like, like in terms of committee, I had like such a reliable group of committee with me that I was so confident in re- um, delegating all these like really important tasks to them, and they would always do it so nicely. That would make me feel very safe because like I would always be so freaking stressed out. And so like you know having them as my backbone was so comforting and like a president is nothing if your committee can't do anything for you and because they are always here for you especially for Flair we have our artistic director as well so like I don't think president is like you know the I don't know the king or 
queen of whatever you know like it's really about the people who are working under you and how they're supporting you along the way you know absolutely yeah and like yeah for me especially the experience of being a president is actually extremely extremely like beneficial to myself because i'm studying arts and cultural management and you have no idea the amount of experience I have learned from Flair is so applicable in all the assignment projects that I'm doing. So like, thank God to Flair. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. I kind of feel like people don't take these clubs as seriously as they could be. They don't see a lot of value in these clubs, yeah. and they kind of take it more so as kind of like a joke or like a mm. social club or. Mm. You know, whatever. But really, like, you can really like learn a lot and develop yourself in yeah. these spaces, and even like invest in your future as well. Like, if like no matter what, like I, I said this in the the documentary that's coming out for MMJ, like shameless plug. No matter what like position, no matter what degree you have, no matter what skill set that you want to develop, you can find it at these clubs, mm-hmm. and you can develop it at these clubs. But You know, it's just whether or not the initiative is going to be there within the person. You know, so yeah, I think that was something that yeah I saw a lot of value in eventually, and that was also another part of why I really like about being president.、Um, yeah, I just hope people actually take it more seriously, honestly.、Mm. Yes,、yeah, like as, running a business. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dead ass. <laughs> if you're really thinking about it, we're running a non-profit. Yeah, we're running we're running a non-profit, and a non-profit. Ironically, needs profit to survive, so you need to run it like a business.、Mm-hmm. And、um, yeah, that was kind of like a a thing that like I, I wish people could see like a lot more deeply about. But yeah, yeah can... a lot more to the clubs than just you know the societies that run a barbecue and a beer.、Like. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Dance clubs are so different compared、mm. to the other clubs that are run in the university. Like, they shouldn't be put under the sports category. They shouldn't be put under the social category. They should be put under its own label. <laughs> It's their own category. Yeah. Seriously, Because, though. I feel like we all run so many events. Like we run weekly classes, and then on top of that, we have at least like four or five major events per semester. Like, there's so much going on. Even Team Monash or the. The head of sports, the the category that MDS is under, he's always saying like, I don't know how you guys do it because in comparison to like training sessions that other sport clubs run, we have so much more going on. I and I think that I don't. I think it's important for us to remember, not to pat myself on the back, but like for all of us that like this is something that's a lot of work and it's really it's really amazing that we're able to keep it up. You know. No, pat yourself on the back. You deserve it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> Talking about. The difficult things about being pres. What was the most challenging thing that you guys had to do as president in 2019?、Um, I can go first if you guys are still thinking. <laughs>、uh, I know, I know what I want to say, but I'd like other people to go first. <laughs> you, go first. <laughs> you guys look like you guys have like, wait, when when you hear the question, you know what you're gonna say already.、Yeah. You can see the story and the trauma in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. You, the eyes are the gateway to the soul, and our souls are so damaged. You know? <laughs> oh <no> . God! <laughs> yeah, but、uh, yeah, damn.、Uh, honestly, for me, like like going off of that light, teamwork, and also running this as a nonprofit, like we're not getting paid to do this. Um, not that like we want, like not that I want. It, it would be dope to get paid, of course, and like yeah, like we put in so much bloody work into this, like. 
like we, we study and we work on top of this like this stuff goes into our late hours this stuff goes into un, like time that we didn't know that we had to dedicate to it like middle of the night all that kind of stuff in between shoots like even a 30 minute gap we still have to attend to everything i even remember crystal working for flair at FanFest at the counter at kensington town hall and i'm like you can't even enjoy your own event that's crazy to me yeah i was like damn man but yeah in light of that like it's just really discouraging when we put a lot of our heart and our time and our effort into this not even a project a community like a passion almost and because we're not getting paid for it like our currency is gratitude and reciprocation mm. and when that's not being delivered to us that's what makes us burn out and mm. uh, if you think about like an accounting balance sheet like all of our expenses are our time our effort our our ip even intellectual property just like our, our heart and all that kind of stuff our emotions and all that into it but if like the return of the gratitude and people saying like hey good job or like actually coming to your event or supporting you financially or all that kind of stuff like it really burns you out and for me personally in mmj i kind of felt that a lot not necessarily i guess calling out the team that i had or anything um whilst like i do understand that like people join these clubs as a social reason and i can't deny that because that was me as well like i joined this as a social reason as well but I guess the lack of commitment that I could see and the inconsistency of commitment was also a problem of my own leadership. Like I'm not a charismatic leader. I'm very pragmatic, I'm very practical. And that kind of leadership almost assumes everyone's on the same page and everyone, like we can all reach our goals together. But unfortunately that wasn't the case. And that was my perception of not being reciprocated. So that's what burned me out. But yeah, like, it's just my leadership style, honestly. Like, I can't, I'm not the motivational speaker type. I'm not gonna make, I'm not Gary Vee. I'm not gonna make you, like, get off your bed and do 100 push-ups or I'm not gonna make you take 10 million classes at Passion or O2 or whatever. But, um, you know, like, I led by very much example. And I guess that example just didn't travel across. Um, but yeah, that was my own biggest struggle and frustration being in the club. So my biggest struggle of our year was that we went through a legal battle with one of our ex-teachers. So <laughs> I, I won't go too deep into it, but we were unhappy with his performance. And so we fired him and then he sued us for unfair dismissal pretty much. So. Yeah, so I was uh, on top of dealing with that. I was going through a breakup of a two-year relationship, so I was not in the best place emotionally. So um, Ariam was holding my hand for the entire thing. Uh, but yeah, that's pro probably the worst thing that I went through last year as president. I, I totally value the whole scenario just in case I have to go through legal proceedings in future. I know what to expect and I could probably carry myself through it a lot better. But I just feel like, you know, 20 year olds shouldn't be, <laughs> shouldn't be sued. It's just crazy. And that, yeah, and that, that taught me a lot about decision-making and leadership because understandably there are a lot of people who are against the decision. There are a lot of people who are for the decision. So I had to deal a lot with backlash from that too. I think 
my committee in the end decided that it was the best thing that we could do because yeah it was just the best thing for the club and for our mental health to follow through fortunately it was resolved but yeah it was just it was crazy must have been good experience for Ari (laughs) (laughs) honestly I was so glad for Harry having a law student there to just be it just be steady because I'm a very emotional person and like Ariane's a very steady person so I like she she I'd be like panicking and like what are we gonna do and she'd be like okay Naomi here here are our points we've got this we've got this we've got this we talk through it calmly they can't they can't (laughs) they can't defeat us we have foolproof evidence yes she brings out the books oh that's so good (laughs) section 151 of the of the MDS constitution (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking she she went through like the contracts and the constitution like multiple times it was this is why I say I'm so grateful for my committee because I had people like Ariane to (laughs) be like here are the facts and the rest of my committee to just sort of hold my hand and say you know this is what we want this is this is our decision don't don't put it all on yourself. Mm. Did you actually have to go to court or? No, we didn't. Um, okay. We were. We could have gone to court had we not settled it earlier, but we we managed to settle it before it went that far. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it was pretty hectic. But yeah. Wow. That's why when you asked the question, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Uh, I'll go. There was like two, in terms of flair, like me in flair flair, it was the balance of between caring for my committee personally versus doing the thing that is best for flair in general. Because I think my leadership style was pretty parental. So like, I really, really care for my committee as a friend and as a president. So like when I see my committee, you know, struggling something in their daily lives, I would be like, oh my god, I really don't want to give them this task because they're suffering so much. But at the same time, I'm like, but they really need to do this too. So like it was like a really hard balance and sometimes I had to make quite a few difficult decisions at a time and it really broke my heart. But then yeah, it's something, it's something that I still need to learn. But then yeah, balance to break my own heart to do something that I don't really want to do personally but as a president I really have to was like one of the hardest thing I had to you know do but then being president also took like a really heavy toll on my personal life as well especially with my boyfriend like we had the worst dispute about me being president during my president Food. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was not good because my life was just Flare, 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 uni was 10%, home probably zero or something. So this is like, I remember when I was passing the road to Zui, I was like, just remember you have a personal life too. Don't forget about yourself and people that are close to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I really took that to heart because I think I did, like when I finally made the, the decision to run for president, I, I had that mentality of like, all right, I got to run everything. I got to dip my hands into everything. And I got to make sure that 
that you know things go the way it should go in my mind and i think having crystal tell me that i think it relieves the, the responsibility that i put upon myself and i think yeah that that was really helpful because like i guess what's a president without his or her their committees like working for them and I think the resident is not even at the top anymore i think it's somewhere along the line of everyone else uh, so yeah yeah i totally relate to it sort of eating to your social life i know that like I, I dreamt about MDS and I talked about it in my sleep. It got <laughs> bad. <laughs> oh my god, I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh my god. I can really relate to that as well. Like, my parents got sick of me talking about funk. Because, like, just you have thoughts in your head. And because, like, I'm an only child, and, you know, you just want to air out your thoughts or, like, just have somebody else listen to see if it's like making some sort of sense for what you need to do in songs like should I approach it like this should I do this what about this and in that way you're not wanting to constantly bombard your team because they're the ones that are sort of like looking to you for that delegation or like sort of okay what are you thinking should our next step be like of course there's communications and opinions opinions that should be shared in regards to those sort of topics but in the end, being president, you kind of have that final say. And it's not always positive with the outcome because I've had a lot of backlash in 2019 in regards to a lot of things that we were trying to do or planning to do or just in general wanting to do. But yeah, definitely just personal life balance, study balance, work balance. Yeah, because at one point I was working three jobs, studying and like, I had just joined PDHT, so I was like going to those trainings and it took a big mental stress on me to keep everyone happy or to like put a lot of things before myself first and sort of like, you know, okay, maybe you're graduating this year, you really need to focus so you can get yourself set up for when you do leave. But I'm also like, I don't want to leave my team without at least some of my shared knowledge because I wasn't that much there in person but I ended up giving in in my own personal presidential style you know having one-on-one -on -one talks where I could you know like if somebody was slacking off like you know talk to me like what's going on I was a very hands-on president you know I cared for each committee member and definitely I had problems separating between friendship and you know, being in a working team together because I always tried to emphasize it to my committee that yeah we're friends and we can do all friendship sort of things like go out for dinners and stuff but in the end we're all trying to make sure that funks is going forward and you know when we work with other teams you know it's not about what we want it's what we want best for the club so that was a very big thing that I learned a lot from and grew in approaching that, those types of scenarios and in funks we had a bit of a pause and like who would be president next year a bit of stressful you know who would take over for the next year because some of my members they had just sort of joined only for a year and you know they weren't feeling like they could do it but I don't think time defines your initiative to wanting to take a committee role or wanting to be in that sort of team you know but I don't know anything about funk oh I haven't been here that long if you're willing to like if you love this club enough and you're willing to try it's such a good thing to do and you know sort of like throughout the year 
not that I was like trying to pick out people, but you could obviously see those who would take interest in the club and, you know, would sort of like, oh, so what's sort of the go for next year? Or like, what's committee like? Or just the inquisitive questions. And that's kind of how Zach and I were talking, being in PDHT together. And, you know, I'd share my thoughts with him and we would just talk just normally. And kind of he's like, oh yeah, this seems cool. You know, like, I don't mind. And give or take, like whoever became president, he was, once the result had come out that Zach had become president, he literally like asked me like, for real? And I was like, yeah, like why not? No one's gonna judge you in terms of how long you've been in fun. It's a matter of the passion and you're willing to like lead and take those opportunities. And yeah, so just overall, I would just say the management between my own personal life and how I talk with everyone and just try and keep everything separate is the biggest thing that I had to like deal with and go through. Oh man, I definitely, sitting here the whole time, I can literally feel my heart aching. (laughs) Like, thinking about all of these things that you guys have had to go through. Not so much the legal battle part, thankfully, but definitely, definitely the other things echo with me. Um, I feel like I had a harder time dealing with that separation of personal and presidential life in 2018. I didn't know like how to keep the boundaries and I was like always always all the time thinking about it and like you guys said dreaming about it oh man (laughs) I feel like in 2019 it was mm, definitely the hardest thing was learning from my mistakes and also having to make some of those mistakes again to learn from them in terms of like the way I handled committee the way I handled members mm, and the way I handled personal relationships as well, that was definitely the hardest thing. And like the way I saw the world before, like I'm a, I, w- I would consider myself to be quite a sheltered person <laughs> and AOS has really brought me out of that shell. But before I used to think of things as like super black and white, like this is right, this is wrong, this makes you a good person and that makes you a bad person. But through this whole experience, I've learned that yeah damn everything's fucking gray and you can never really make a decision that would make people would make everyone happy and i think that's definitely the hardest thing as president no one really gets you unless they're in your position even if like it's not it's not a bad thing but it's just the way it is like even if you're if your vice or your secretary or whoever in the committee says yes they can relate I don't think being president means you have the club on your mind like all the freaking time and until you're in that position you never really know but yeah it was difficult to I guess cop all the all the consequences of making decisions yeah I think because like everyone else they can refer to the president but the president can really refer to anyone else they can only refer to themselves and they can really only blame themselves when anything happens mm-hmm. so i think that responsibility is is something that only presidents can mm-hmm. really really feel yeah it's super like heartbreaking especially when like i relate to what crystal said because she was like oh i've like i view you guys as family and even though i may not know some of them really well it's like i still want to do like the re- the real the best that I can for these guys because mm-hmm. I've gained so much out of this club and I only want to give that back but mm-hmm. 
when things aren't received well or um, you do something that may not be the best for them, it it it's hard to deal with that consequence. But I think it's it's a necessary evil and it's important. Yeah, it, it things like that really hurt, especially well when you pour your heart and soul out into it and you get criticised for it. It just it it really cuts deep. Mm-hmm. But I do just want to add in, like, in terms of what you were saying, Carol, in regards to presidents sort of get all the consequences in regards to the actions of what's happened. I think not being able to relate to anyone kind of helped us in also bringing fam together because then we had each other, the president, like each president, you're not alone. So it's, it's nice that you can at least rely on other clubs' presidents to like sort of get through it together, you know, and sort of like, oh, this happened. Has this ever happened to you? Bro, I totally know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, that's another really wholesome thing of fan that I just want to say is like really good because this way we're definitely not alone, regardless of our role. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys putting this together. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys like talking about those things. I think it's really important for us, like I guess having it people to relate to and being able to rely on like our alumni to know that we have some sort of like support. Mm, just echoing on that, it's funny when Nazi said that. So you talk about funks a lot to your parents. Well, my mom doesn't know I'm president, so I talk about. Mm-hmm. So the person I talk to about AOS a lot to is Carol. <laughs> I am your mom. <laughs> yeah, her her messenger nickname is literally my mom. Is um, <laughs> still that? <laughs> <laughs> but really, uh, I think that I mean I mean like it's it's true that I'm I'm in a different situation as president as you last year, but you can still relate to me and like being in a similar position last year. And then like, sometimes I would ask you like, oh, I'm in this, I'm in this position now. What should I do on the situation? And you really helped me a lot. I'm really thankful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like because I didn't necessarily have that before in my year, I felt like I needed to do better for the next person. And you're my friend too, so. <laughs> I look back at the drive for the last year and then like Carol were writing all the guides for the next president and it's always something like oh if you're reading this um, thank you for being president oh my god you're gonna make me cry (laughs) (laughs) thank you for being president and something like that oh you turn up the camera okay but then but then I read it I will read it and then I will screenshot it to Carol I was like oh you have no idea it was me huh or did I (laughs) (laughs) yeah no Kara, i can also relate in regards to i didn't have anyone really previous to me to talk to as well because kind of when i took over funks in 2018 we had no like member retention and we didn't really do a lot of events that year wasn't really like nobody really spoke like we barely had any meetings and 
you know it just kind of happened like nothing to anybody it just it's just the nature of what happened and and those of us who are left we did our best to like revive it and you know it's still standing today so i'm ever so grateful for those who have been in committee past two years and now future but yeah just having set that tone for the next person or just anybody who was willing to sort of consider taking that next step for the next year um i tried to at least pave that out a bit for them and you know i'm here if you do just need to talk about something because that has messaged me here and there in regards to things but even other committee members regardless of their role you know they contact previous comms so i think that's really good you know it's a good support network to have especially if you're alone it's so hard like sometimes you just get so frustrated that you just can't even like you just cry and like i'll admit i've cried in terms of being president before but it's come out so much better Oh, in this. <laughs> 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 With us all being in lockdown, stage four in Melbourne, what have you guys been doing to kind of like stay active with dancing and being connected with Black friends? So, I took a bit of time off at the start of this year anyway, since uh, passing on committee, because my previous injury had started playing up with my knee and I kind of sprained my right knee for a bit as well but post that after getting better I was doing a lot of like online jams with some jam and toast people or the people that I used to bus with so that was really a cool initiative to sort of do that but then I started working full-time and I was always tired because I never had like work before but I did PhD some of the members did 30 for 30 again so that was really eye-opening to compare myself from last year, the last, the first time I did it to this time, and just sort of freestyling at home, recording myself, watching myself, and Funk sort of started doing some like online community gathering events. So I've been a part of that. Um, shout out to the sitcom. But yeah, that's sort of like how I've been going about dancing and just online jamming, pretty much. Not the same, not the same energy exchange, but gotta make do of the best that you can. I feel like I've definitely been taking part in AOS's challenges as well. The first one and the uh, second round, which is the 10-minute Corey challenge. And that was a freaking... (laughs) I'm out of practice. Other than that, I feel like I haven't been taking classes that often. I did at the start of the lockdown and I was like super motivated. Like, but motivation is a fucking lie and it doesn't work. It's a myth. And recently... I've started taking up mentorship for whacking as well and that's been keeping me active as well as the regular Friday BCW jams on, on over Zoom. <laughs> um, it's always nice seeing the regular people. And other than that, I don't think I've been doing a lot. What's a whacking internship? Basically the whacking um, mentorship thing is just, it's, it's not really anything too formal but it's basically like if you took a private from someone like they would cater things and teachings that you that would be helpful to you and what you want to develop and so that's been keeping me and my mind very busy well for me for this second lockdown i really haven't been dancing much i'll be honest because my time my living room space is just tiny as heck it's and so yeah but like in the first lockdown i was like doing some online ballet bar exercises from the YouTube. God, YouTube God, thank you. 
uh, um, and I was like holding weekly online ballet session with friends as well. So like that really helped me a lot. But because this semester, I'm really overwhelmed with my uni work, which I am sort of glad or like don't really mind being in lockdown because I can dedicate so much time for my studying. So mm-hmm. that's probably something good. But then all that I've been doing to keep myself active is just try to do daily workout every single day to keep my body not too overwhelmed by all the food that I've been eating. Mm. I really love your food Instagram. It's so um, cute. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I That's just that. legit. Thank you. I'm having another post today. <laughs> <laughs> After this podcast, stay tuned. <laughs> What, what's the handle, sorry? Uh, at couple.snacksidents. So S-N-A-C-C-I-B-E-N-T-S. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Personally, I haven't really been dancing at all this year. It's kind of a mix of things. Same as Nezi. I started working full time, and so I'm just too tired to try and dance at like afterwards. I've been doing a lot of just dance. Um, <laughs> my my new housemate has a switch, and we bought it especially. And we like we even paid for the subscription. So you can get all of the Just Dance dances from like over the 10 years. So, um, oh my god! <laughs> it's great. It's it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I think the main reason that I haven't been dancing is that a lot of the dance styles that I really like doing require another person. That sucks. Uh, and like even even if I do like you can do solo salsa, solo swing, solo j- like jazz and solo. But like I feel like I. I feel like I need a class for motivation, and I'm not very advanced in any of them. So I kind of, I feel like I need the class as a support and people around me to sort of laugh at. Like we can, we can laugh together when we we're doing it bad. So yeah, it's just I, I really like the class environment. That's what. Even when I'm going to the gym, I need a class workout <laughs> to get myself there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking for for lockdown to be over so I can. Motivate myself to go to a salsa class. <laughs> on the uni front, I'm in my last semester. Yeah, part time, so it's only two units and it's super chill. But I just can't wait to just like knock that right out the window. You know, just like I'm super done, I'm super done with it. Like studying, studying at home sucks. Like yeah. I, I get, I used to get so distracted and um so i guess like yeah because like everything's just right in front of you um and you're at home and my bed's right here so i can just like easily just fall into slip it back accident- <laughs> accidentally like there are some like days where i'm like okay i'm taking a break and i lie down on my bed and then i wake up <laughs> and, um, so like uh yeah it's, it's, get up, it's a wake up <laughs> legit, that's really all i do um but other than that other than uni uh Work started picking up again, which was actually really good. Um, yes. Oh my yeah. god. It's so <laughs> <Yes>. good. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, Ari's my coworker. Yeah, <laughs> Alec and I work together. Um, work has been so busy. It's I a bit really hectic do. actually because I'm doing full time. Um, you do full time at flight. Oh, I'm doing. I'm, no, 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 not, not at work. Like, with uni. <laughs> so with uni, I'm, I'm, I'm doing uni oh, right. full time, and then. Okay. Work, working on top of that as well with like placements. I'm just oh, like, right, yeah. <laughs> okay, true. Shout right. out flying, yeah. Shout out flying our films for switching Yay. up their business model. Um, yeah, making me redesign an entire database. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, my invoice hours have been like 
1am to 3am because that's the only time I get to actually do work. Oh my oh, god. god. And I just, I can hear David screaming at me when he receives my invoice and being like, why? I told you to sleep. <laughs> True. That's kind of hypocritical of David because I feel like he just hustles his ass off. Oh yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, shout out Flying Our Films. Yeah, uh, so uh, it's, it's really new stuff that we're kind of learning or that I'm doing. Not necessarily like you've been doing it before, but like everything you have kind of just had to like take my time to reconfigure a lot of things. So work's keeping me busy as well. But other than that, I try dance every day, not necessarily as an obligation, like I need to get better, blah, 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 but more so as like a physical maintenance kind of feel. And also on that front as well, uh, similar to Caro, I've been taking a lot of mentorship sessions by a couple of dancers. So, um, helping me with like house dance in particularly, like especially like on the floor work side. Floor work is kind of like an untouched section of dance that I've been wanting to get into for like the longest time. But because life was just go, 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 I've never had the time to stop and actually learn and be vulnerable in the moment to kind of suck again, pretty much or be a beginner. And so been picking up breaking again to see if I can uh, put into my stuff and also a lot of contemporary practices such as like flying low and floating release. And yeah, that's pretty much how I've been doing it. Like I treat it more so as like a maintenance thing. Yeah. <laughs>